ESPN LA 710. Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre and post game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Hey, I'm Laferne Cusack. Thank you so much for joining me. Recently, I had the opportunity to meet uh, Luis Sattler. Her soul and smile was like full of light, and I couldn't help but to hug her like several times. She contacted me a few weeks later and invited me to this fabulous launch event at Spago Beverly Hills for the book entitled Dear Martha WTF by Trisha LaVoice. The evening... My goodness, it was spectacular. From the moment I walked in, being greeted by the co-owner of Spago, Miss Barbara Lazaroth, Trisha's friends and family, they all came out to support her. Everyone was generous with their time, sharing stories and supporting supporting her, including Amanda Green, L.A. Lupus Lady. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at L.A. Lupus Lady. And Lisa Gibbons, who talked to me about Lisa Care Connections, which mission is to prepare caregivers for an ever-changing life by providing innovative self-care and wellness programs and resources. And just to let you know, they were um, both Lisa and Amanda. They were a part of this interview but somehow the audio gremlins snatched the sound from my recorder and I tried everything. I tried everything to retrieve the audio, but to no avail. But I would like you to know both Lisa and Amanda are amazing human beings and truly special. And I thank them for their time. The beautiful Candy Washington also added her spirit to the event. I mean, I would love to mention everyone that I met there because it was such a great community of people, of people supporting one another, of women supporting one another. But as they say, the show must go on. So so I shall go on. So in this interview... You will first hear from Miss Barbara Lazaroth. She shares her love for Trisha and how Dear Martha WTF can help people to heal. Then Trisha LaVoy speaks with me about writing Dear Martha WTF, which is about how her life turned upside down when her parents were tragically killed in an automobile accident. And her close relationship with her mother and father made everyday life afterwards a challenge. And then the great Tommy Durasi leads a Facebook Live interview with Trisha, and we find out how she learned to listen to her inner voice and how she found her source of courage and strength. And on the last pre-pre-pre-pre-interview note, as I mentioned on previous shows, my mother, Patricia Watkins, who passed away on Mother's Day a couple years ago, because, you know, she was just a glorious diva. It had to be Mother's Day. She was the best mother ever, ever, ever. And going through the grief, I am now... Here, I'm able to shine and I'm celebrating all the moms out there that are here with us and beyond. Happy Mother's Day. ESPN LA 710. I'm speaking with the owner of Spago, 
Miss Barbara Lazaroff. Thank you so much for having us here. Tell us how you are bringing in creative people and how you're supporting this project today. Well, first of all, Patricia Lavoie, Trisha Lavoie is a very dear, longtime friend of mine. Uh, of course, we always have creative people at Spago for the 35 years that it's been a brand, all the way from our place up on Sunset, where we had the original um, Oscar parties, the Academy Awards parties with Irving and Mary Lazar. It predates the Vanity Fair parties. So we've always had creative people in the arts, entertainment, people who are artists, people who are filmmakers, you know, everybody. So... Basically, I think it's, we are synonymous with having fascinating clientele. But today, we are celebrating Patricia LaVoyce and her new book, Dear Martha, WTF, or just Dear Martha. Some people are, you know, I think considering, considering some of the uh, vulgarity and other things and the crassness that's happened in America of late, I do not think the name of this book is anything but amusing. One could consider that the book might be one of, um, you know, a memoir about great tragedy, having lost both of her parents in a car crash years ago. But actually, it's a book of, of a journey of healing. It's a journey of inspiration. It's a um, memoir about finding peace and love and even hilarity in nature. She's a mother of four children. Uh, my younger son and her second child are very, very close friends. Our children went to school together. Uh, she's really a very, very funny. She's a very funny woman, naturally funny. It just comes to her. And the book is very well written. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. It's uplifting. It's very sad at moments. It's uh, momentarily disturbing in, in small moments, but mostly what it is, it's a book, as I said earlier, about survival and growth and just about life because we all experience all these emotions. Granted, hers was a very difficult situation, but she's come through it um, with such strength and once again with such a sense of life and humor. You know, and I, I really respect that. So the yes. book, the book is quite. Um, I think it's the kind of book that I've, I've just I've, I bought a number of them and given them out to people that have had challenges in their life. Other people who just want to laugh. I think it's a great book for Mother's Day. I think it's a great book for people to give friends, and yes. it's a great gift. So I have a lot of people that come on the show, and I've been asked by the listeners, well, how do you help someone that may be grieving? As Trisha's friend, how do you think that people can support someone when they're going through a time when they're grieving or hardship? I think everybody grieves differently. I think it's respecting people's space, respecting the fact that we all do go through uh, challenges and situations in our life, whether it be loss, whether it be divorce, whether it be loss of a job, a person, whether it be um, emotional issues. Some people have issues with mental illness and depression. Other people um, have challenges where they don't know exactly what to do with their lives. You know, if you look at our, our youngsters these days, they are, some of them really are, um, 
they seem that they're wayfinding. It's very hard for them. And all of these issues matter. All of these are important. And for some of us, sometimes people don't understand other people's issues or problems at the time. But we certainly know we've all had our difficult moments. So how do we do that? We respect people's um, feelings. We acknowledge people's feelings. We respect their boundaries, the parameters of who they are and whatever. And we we become we are available and accessible to them but i don't think it's i think it's wrong to try to push and say i want to help i want to yes. do this or to say i know how you're feeling Absolutely. even when we've each gone through a, a, a situation and you may think it's similar it's different for each individual just the same way each child is different each love relationship is different. Each, you know, yes, we have generalities. We have things we share in humanity as human beings, but we have to acknowledge it, acknowledge the individual aspects of each person's soul and spirit. Absolutely, I love well put, and I love how you say that you can't force your help on people, and that's one thing I always talk about is like, let me know how I can help you. Let me know because you, you can't force anybody to take your help. And even though you may feel some kind of like, oh my gosh, I want help, it still may not be good for them. Exactly. I think acknowledging their feelings, sending a note sometimes, calling somebody and say, you know, I'm thinking about you today, um, asking them if they want to spend some time, if they say no understand that but you have to stop taking it personally if if it's about you then it's not about them so make it about the other person and if you're sincerely making it about the other person then once again you are looking past yourself past your ego past your your need because it's your own need your own need to feel good about yourself doing something (laughs) not necessarily about how the other person's feeling so we all want to do good in the world we all want to help you know i do a lot of charity work in the community but you have to understand that sometimes the people you're helping they they're not interested in why you're doing it or make you feel good you you have to know that you're extending yourself in a situation for the betterment of the other person so be again be respectful and be aware be conscious be conscious and be in the moment and sometimes that person needs you and other times they don't want they don't want to talk to anybody they they don't have it in them they don't have the energy now on that note there have been moments where i'm going to i'm going to um, be hypocritical a little bit here i'm going to sound so where i've had to intervene with certain people where i really thought they were going to hurt themselves or they weren't eating or they really it was becoming serious yeah. that's a different situation yes, yes and that you can be um intelligent about right. yeah absolutely um because again their mental state they're like if they have some sort of um mental health issue they might not see it but you can as an observer coming in well certainly with children if you see people cutting themselves or uh, constantly inebriated you know if you see people doing drugs and drunk and and or or 
lashing out at other people and doing things that are dangerous to themselves or to others, I mean, that's a point of intervention. Other than that, some people just need solace. Some people enjoy solitude. It takes people a while. And for, for Tricia in this book, she speaks to this issue about being out in nature, finding a place of quietude, finding her own inner voice, un- coming to understand that her neediness and, and what she projected to other people was her what she needed to overcome. She needed to become stronger within herself, find her own voice, find her own place in the world. Where, what do you uh, attribute your your inner peace to? Because, you know, when you're younger, you don't think about peace. (laughs) Inner peace? I have have 35 years of a restaurant business with lots of guests who bring in different emotions all the time. I have two children. I have a beautiful daughter-in-law. I have a 92-year-old father. I lost my mother to lung cancer. I lost my closest girlfriend to cancer and her husband as well. You know, there are moments of peace. There are moments of great happiness, uh, moments of, of exhilaration, and there's moments of, of great um, sadness at times. I think it comes down to the word balance. And you can't be truly balanced at all times. It, it takes work. And that work is a lifetime process. It is. Yeah, very much so. Thank you so much. Very welcome. And I say to everyone out there, I hope you find your happiness and peace. But... Don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. Your life is, is, is for you to live and for you to find your place in it. Don't compare your sense of success to anyone else. It comes from within. Oh, what a wonderful joy to meet you. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much. This is ESPN LA 710. I'm Laferne Cusack. Today we're talking Dear Martha, WTF a book by Tricia LaVoice. And uh, this event was held recently at Spago Beverly Hills. And I had the opportunity to go there. And now in the program, this is the time I got to speak with the fabulous Tricia LaVoice. Listen in. ESPN LA 710. Tricia, I find your book, Dear Martha, WTF, to be a value to our community. I was talking with Joy a few minutes ago, talking about how we don't know how to deal with grief. And I didn't know when my parents passed away that I was actually grieving until I was out of it. Tell us about your book and how you journeyed to where you are now. Well, it's interesting because when you say um, when you're out of it, I actually felt this weekend with the release of the book, Grief Again. Yes. And I didn't expect it. But the thing that's so beautiful about grief, if you allow it, it will open your heart. It does make you more loving, um, more gratitude. And so um, that is just one thing I can say nice about grief. But what I learned from um, Martha and nature, I don't think is something that we could only use for grief. We could use it for a lot of things in our life. There's a lot of lessons out there. And so what it really was is as I tried to work through my grief, there was a lot getting in the way that I didn't realize because I wasn't grounded. I still needed other people to count on them to make me feel secure. Um, there was just that I, I didn't realize anything about that and so when I was out with Martha I was very lonely and so I learned how to be alone without being lonely and so getting grounded 
if it's grief, whatever. Well, the loss comes in so many different ways. So depending on um, what your loss is, I really think we could all just benefit from stopping and taking in the lessons of nature and, uh, and learning to be quiet being able to be still within ourselves and once you're you're grounded then you can um handle what life brings you you know a lot of people will, will say this um life gives you what you can only what you can handle that's so many people can't handle what life has given them and or they choose not to I, I don't know if they choose not to they just don't have the skills i mean life could be really bad for some people i um never wanted to feel that horrible inside again and so it was important for me to get grounded but I didn't know that until um, I it was happening and so that's where I think that the book um, if you've had loss in the way of losing someone or if you've had loss it just life didn't turn out the way you thought it would there's still lessons there that nature offers all of us now uh, you also used yoga to get centered and grounded can you talk about that and I think it's like a the holy trinity body mind and spirit can you talk about yoga and health and activity with your body to help you get into that mainstream uh, well, what's funny about yoga is after a year of being at going to yoga, the teacher did ask if she could talk about me to the class, and I said yes, and she said, so Trisha comes here, and sometimes I don't know if she's listening, but um, so the yoga teacher, as you say, that is for your body, even though I was there for my body, it was more the, the thought process that that um, would come across in yoga that was really important, I thought. Um, for instance, you know, I'd grown up, we all knew about having a high self-esteem, but I never thought about the voices in your head. And I remember the teacher talking about we all have these negative voices and yes. you need to turn them off. And that was just a new way of thinking. So the first thing was to understand it, then to catch it, and then to try to turn it around. So I think that those principles, again, to take um, what the teacher would talk about in yoga, and then you're doing it physically, and to bring that back out into off the mat into your life was very beneficial. Yes, yes. Um, so with Dear Martha, now Dear Martha, Martha is a tree. Can you talk about that? Um, what um, happened was I was alone. We had just moved from Los Angeles to the woods in Connecticut, and I had a lot of friends in Los Angeles. My parents had died in the accident years earlier. I thought I was over it. Then my nephew OD'd. And it brought me back to a place in life where I wasn't trusting. I had a lot of anger. But I had four kids and a husband that deserved me to be happy. They had already been through a lot. And so um, I would walk, and I was miserable. I was lonely and miserable. And one day I looked up, and there was this huge pine tree sitting on the edge of my driveway. And just the way her pine... Uh, branches went out and then she has this big ivy skirt she just embodied this big beautiful maternal type of grandmother and I can't explain it I could just tell you what I felt but I felt like she got it I felt safe I felt loved and I named her Martha and for a while it was my secret and then after that everybody knows Martha (laughs) everybody people always talk about Martha um, yeah, so Martha was just fabulous. And a lot of people have trees when you start talking about it. Can you tell or give some 
advice to people that may have maybe going through grief or maybe need some strength to carry on to the next day? Um, Well, I I think it's, you know, twofold. One is that human kindness is huge and you need human kindness and we can hold each other up. But at the end of the day, we have to be the heroes in our own life. And that's where we have to be grounded and be our own strength. And so in the beginning, you just try to survive it. You do, you do your best. You reach out to people. If you do not confront grief, it will sit there and it will get you. It'll get you in all different ways. Every way. It, it really does. And so um, I think it is important that you hit it straight on. And then when you need to take a break and be in a happy place, you be in a happy place. And then when you're in a sad place, this is like one thing I learned from, from paying attention to nature. I loved watching her seasons because I realized that when I'm down, I'm in winter, I, I'm gonna, it's, it's going to pass. And I'm going to have spring and then summer, but they'll pass too. So when you're in the good place, you enjoy it. When you're in the bad place, you do your work. But if you think of it, when she's in her winter and her ground is really hard, that's when everything that's in the ground, the seeds, that's when she's getting them ready for spring. So work is happening in winter. It's not fun. Um, but it has to be done, or it'll, it'll just catch up with you. It'll kill you. Well, I'm looking forward to this evening tonight here at Spago. Tell us, how can we get Dear Martha WTF? You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. And if you want an autographed copy, if you go, uh, I think they have it now on Talk Shop Live, or on my website, there's a bookstore in my hometown, but wherever books are sold. Well, I'm very inspired, and I thank you so much for allowing us to be part of this whole journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now this leads us to the great Tommy Jurassic. He leads a Facebook Live interview with Trisha, and in this we find out how she learned to listen to her inner voice. Listen in. ESPN LA 710. Hi, we're here with Trisha LaVoice, author of Dear Martha WTF. If you don't know what WTF stands for, you can look it up. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to say it here, are we? <laughs> no. No, we won't. Um, so the first question I have about Dear Martha WTF is, tell us about the book and why the title. Okay, um, so the book is about my relationship with a tree. And I said, yes, a, a tree. Martha is a beautiful, wise pine tree that I met at a time in my life when I was uh, very lonely and hurting on the inside, but on the outside, you know, happily married, four kids, needed to show up in life, um, you know, happy. WTF. So I asked her that often, you know, sometimes I felt when I'd be late carpooling, she'd be looking at me and I'd be like, WTF, (laughs) you try getting four kids out the door in the morning. She was judgmental at times. (laughs) Yeah, she got a little judgmental towards the end. Uh, and the next question is, who will benefit from this book? Well, I think that, you know, you hate to say everyone will benefit from it, but what the book really, what I try to, on the inspirational side, was share what I learned from nature. And I think the lessons out there that nature mm-hmm. offers is obviously for all of us. When you're in a bad place, you're doing good work. You're, things are happening, but you'll get in a good place again. And then when you're in a good place, enjoy it, because you're going to go back to a bad place. And then I think the most important lesson you learn is one day I was walking in nature and everywhere around me was beautiful. It had just snowed and it, her landscape was just stunning. And you have to look at yourself and realize you're part of the landscape. You're part of the good. And it's really important with self-love. 
interesting. Uh, you talk about getting grounded too. Can you tell us more about getting grounded? Well, getting grounded, which I didn't realize um, what getting that I needed to get grounded. But one problem I had with moving on from the loss of my parents, especially my mother, was. I was so needy and had some insecurities. That was just my stuff. In getting grounded, I learned how to take care of myself. I'm strong. If I ever get hit with another horrible thing again in my life, which hopefully I won't, but I know I can take that now. So, it's, And I think it's really hard to get grounded in today's day because you have your cell phone and you can check in, but there's such anxiety that goes with that. And so to be grounded, I think it just means um, being confident in your own self, being able to take care of yourself. Very good. Do we have any questions from the audience here? What advice would you give to someone out there that has all those negative voices in their head? How to how you got rid of them and grounded yourself, but how they can go through the same journey? Well, again, as I talk about the seasons, I get rid of them and then they come back. And so I have to, one, recognize it's, first of all, you have to catch it. Sometimes you don't even realize it's happening. And then you you have to catch it. And once you catch it, um, then you just, you know, you could just talk to yourself about it. It's like, that's ridiculous. Why am I feeling this way? You know, put it out there. I like to always, when I have a negative feeling, think, would I ever think that of a friend if a friend was telling me the same story? And then you'll get yourself in a good place. And when you catch yourself back in a bad place, just... You know, coming around again and again. It's all coming around again and again. Um, so writing itself is so therapeutic. It's almost a form of prayerful art. What was one of the most surprising things you learned about yourself while writing the book? When writing the book? Um, well, I'm not... A, a very good reader. Like when I was a little girl, I used to have to go to the class for reading, and I'm not the best speller either, or in my grammar. I don't know where I was in grammar. <laughs> so the fact that I could write and that I I understood that um, I had I wanted to write and I had a story inside and the other things I could get people to help me with, which we did. We had editors help me. So I think what I learned um, was that I I was really proud of myself that I didn't let those things hold me back. And I just sat down and I wrote. But one thing also I thought about a lot was um, that people work really, really hard. And if they're going to sit and take time to read a book, they don't want to read anything that you're going to pretend. And so if you just have to be really honest... And I felt um, I was okay with the honesty. Yes. Um, so this question is asked by Amanda Green. Uh, have you ever hugged Martha? <laughs> you, you can't hug Martha. I found out one day uh, after I had known Martha for about four years, we decided to decorate her. And so we got big Christmas balls, and I was trying to decorate her skirt, and Martha has little thorns. And so it was really funny. That was another time. I was like, WTF? Like, what are you doing? But I thought that was great. She has, you know, the little boundaries, so you can't get too close to her. Interesting. Like a person. She's got to protect herself. So we need, I want to mention that the book is available on a new platform called Talk Shop Live that we did last night. Mm-hmm. And there's 25 copies available that you're autographing. 
Correct. For people. Okay. Yes. Um, and they can go to talkshop.live to get that. Mm-hmm. And we also want to uh, mention some people who've been supporting you throughout this. So we have the Write On Writers Group and Deborah mm-hmm. Ackerling. She's been supporting Wonderful. you yes. in this. And Brilliant. book clubs around the country, like people like Suzanne Leopold and her friends. Yeah. Have been very Wonderful. Thank you book. so much for the support. And we want to thank Spago Beverly Hills of for course. hosting this event. Of course. And, and the Barbara wonderful Lazaroff Barbara Lazaroff, of course. Any more questions from the audience? Um, is there a, I guess, guesstimate of how many hours you've spent with Martha or even days? Well, I lived with Martha for five years, and she lived on my property. And we still luckily own the property she lives on, so I haven't. the police haven't been caught on me yet <laughs> because um, my son goes to college near there. So I go home and visit her. I see Martha at least twice a year. When I had a move, I was so sad about leaving her, so I bought her a tree friend, and we planted this tree. Um, she, she, we named her Tink. She has heart leaves and little purple flowers, so we planted Tink just really close to Martha, and so now I go back and visit Martha and Tink about twice a year. Yeah. Can you talk about the physical activity and what, how that aided in your getting healthier going through your journey? In what way can you go? Yoga, and yoga and walking. Yes. Uh, it's all part of, for me at least personally, it's all part of it. I have to feel okay physically, spiritually, you know, mentally, and so um, the walk is just, you know, it's just super good for you. And then with the yoga, like I said, there's when, there's one pose that I try to do all the time that Martha does. It's called tree pose, <laughs> and when you're standing there and you have to balance, that was all about trust. That is all about uh, um, not if you're paying attention to what someone else is doing on their mat you're going down and so when you would look at that in yoga and then try to take that out into your own life that i just think that a lot of that stuff helped me getting getting balanced isn't about um just knowing how to physically do it it's all part of you know breathing and slowing down and what would you say to people that may be going through grief or ways that your book may help them going through a grief of a family member or a friend? Well, I think if one, someone goes through grief, they'll, it's really nice to be able to understand that someone gets it. And so I try to be very honest with the emotions so they may realize that they're not alone, that it's okay. Um, I think the hardest thing I wrote about, and I don't think I'll be able to say it without getting upset, um, was losing my parents was horrific, but I was a mom of a 15-month-old. And to lose the ability to be the mom you want to be, that was really hard. So I tried to be a really good mom, but I was hurting so badly. So for people that you know need to be there for other people, but then they're hurting, um, it's tough. And so I try to be honest with that. Um, and what I love the best about the book was when my daughter read it, she didn't recognize me. She was like, I didn't know you were hurting. I didn't know you were upset. So I was so glad that the kids didn't see it. Um, so I, I think that for people going through grief that maybe you know they can relate that I, I try to be honest and I hope that then um, I offer some advice that I learned from nature that would help them move on Do I have time for one more? I would like to ask you what is one thing that you think that we that you can't live without actually in life and what's one thing you wish we could all live without right now? 
I wish we could all live without our phones for at least an hour a day um, because you can't get grounded. You have to be able to spend time alone. You have to turn it off and be able to be alone or be with people. So I wish that we could all live without our electronics for an hour a day. And what could I not live? Absolutely couldn't live without. I want to say my family, my husband, my kids, my friends, but love. With is everybody, right? Is there any other answer? Right. No, yeah. not really. I think everybody would answer, right? Love. I hope so. <laughs> yes. We hope. And we're going to wrap it up, but okay. we want to thank you, Trisha LaVoice, for being here. This is Tommy Jirasi, and we have thank you. enjoyed the book, and we've thank enjoyed you. you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I want to thank Luis Sattler for inviting me to this great event at Spago Beverly Hills. Thank you to... The fabulous Trisha LaVoice, and thank you for sharing your book, Dear Martha, WTF, with our community. Barbara Lazaroff, Lisa Gibbons, Candy Washington, Tommy Durasi, Kristen Crake, Amanda Green, L.A. Lupus Lady, and all of you that shared the evening with me and shared your stories. Thank you for being lovely. I'm Laferne Cusack. We'll be right back after this here on ESPN LA. ESPN LA 710.